most of us drive or catch a ride in a motor vehicle on a daily basis. And we know engine oil is one of the components that gets us from point A to point B. But do we really know what happens to used lubricating oil once it is taken from those vehicles? The reality is that one liter of used oil can contaminate a million liters of water. Recently, according to local reports, environmental experts in Limpopo raised concerns about the absence of proper waste management systems in auto repair workshops, leading to the widespread practice of spilling used oil on the ground. And this poses major ecological threats. Speaking to us today about the industry and how used oil should be managed, we have Bubele Ngiba, the CEO of the Rose Foundation. ROSE stands for Recycling Oil Saves the Environment, and the foundation is a national non-profit organization that was established in 1994 by the major players in the lubricants industry. And it was to promote and encourage the environmentally responsible management of used motor oil and related waste in South Africa. Its vision is to ensure that all available used lubricating oil and related waste is collected, recycled, and managed in an environmentally responsible manner. Welcome, Bubele. Can you give us a quick recap of why used lubricating oil is so hazardous? Good morning, Jeanette. Yes, lubricating oil is hazardous once used, not before it's used. So in the use of the lubricating oil, as the machines where the engine is moving, the additive and the base oil, which are the two main ingredients, as in the use, they break up, and in that break up, they become um, black. The new oil is, is like golden color, but used oil is black in color. And the reason why that is the case is, is the degradation in use of the oil. And in that degradation, um, the oil becomes toxic, becomes dangerous to environment, including humans. As a result, uh, that used oil needs to be treated differently to new oil and is treated with great care and caution to prevent the harm to the environment and to humans as well. And how does the recycling model for used oil operate? How does ROSE support the recycling of used motor oil in South Africa? As you mentioned, Jeanette, in your intro, ROSE Foundation was established in 1994, nearly 30 years ago, to look after this waste, this, this hazardous waste. So how we function is that the major lubricant producers, they contribute a levy in, to a non-profit organization that they founded in 1994 to, to essentially to organize the, the environment around or a process around collection. So what, what that means is that so we have got um, collectors, that will pick up the oil from the generator. So the workshops, the people that you take your car to and then get your oil out of your vehicles, those people will call them generators. But collectors must pick it up, it must be stored, and then it must be recycled. So that's the whole value chain. And then you've got um, us who coordinate the whole system of, um, of who collects their accreditation, their certification, their training, their monitoring, and just ensuring that everything is above board. So if we look at the generators, for example, how many of those are still not actually within the fold of this recycling system? And how do you reach them? Um, what do you do for awareness so that some of these workshops, et cetera, can understand 
where they can find accredited collectors so that the oil is the used oil is collected and stored properly. Yes, uh, Jeanette, I think that it would be fair to say that all of the formal generators, in other words, every recognizable generator, that would be all the motor workshops, all the major brands of vehicles, all of them have got workshops. So you can take your car to a, I don't know, a few names, Toyota, VW, Hyundai, all of them, BMW, all of them, Mercedes, they, all of them have got workshops. All of those workshops, um, we collect their oil, everybody, without exception. Those people are are generated and the oil is collected without um, exception. Where they there is um, a challenge is in the informal sector, in townships and in rural areas, especially if you, the more you leave the, 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 the urban settings. Um, so those areas are a little bit of a challenge because of, of where they are and because they are not as organized, they don't have formal registered addresses as um, as uh, as generators. So they don't have branding. So you can't see motor mechanic here, you know, being done here, or it's done in, in the backyard, you know, of, of a house somewhere. So that's a little bit more difficult than the uh, high street branded workshops. But we do try and encourage everybody, including those uh, workshops, to be in contact with us and uh, with our with the Rose Foundation office, and wherever we can, we do try to. I mean, you mentioned in your introduce, you mentioned Limpopo at, at the beginning. So we, for example, had a concerted effort to target all the the workshops in the Vember district in Limpopo and and supply them with um, IBCs, the, you know, the bins that they can use to, to, to drop off the oil and then they can contact our collector. So do we do try to target the municipalities as well. Uh, in certain areas, we're busy now with a project in, in the Eastern Cape, in, in Buffalo City. So whenever we have an opportunity to partner with the people, with some organizations that are, are based in, in those parts of the, of, the, of the country, we try. But that's where our challenge is right now. All right. So, I mean, we've mentioned that uh, Rose Foundation has existed on a voluntary basis since 1994, but now government has made it mandatory for producers to form a producer responsibility organization. What exactly is a producer responsibility organization? So a producer responsibility organization is exactly, you know, as the three words imply, a, a, an organization that has been established by producers of a specific product. To, to take care of the afterlife of that specific product. So if I give you an example, we in the oil game, in the lubricants game, so we, are, we, are, we were established in 1994 by the producers of the lubricant as a primary product. Now, in South Africa, there are other producer responsible organizations like um, in, in, the plastics, in the plastics game, in metal, in packaging, in in lighting, as in um, fluorescent lights, in um, in pesticides, in batteries, there are other producer responsible organizations that that are there that are established by the producers of that organization to take care of that particular product when it becomes waste or it's, which is no longer which is reach its end of life. Um, so we are that kind of an organization for the for lubricants. 
Yes, I mean, Rose is now registered as a PRO with the Department of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment in, and as determined in the Waste Act. Has this changed any of the dynamics of used oil collection and processing? Or is it basically just a way of formalizing what has been in existence for the last 30 years? No, certainly, Jeanette, it has changed the, the dynamics in the sense that we have existed for the last 29 years, but we operated in a voluntary environment. In other words, people chose to be part of what we do. In other words, producers, for example, chose to be part of and register and contribute to the Rose Financial voluntary. Now, that is no longer a voluntary thing to do. Now, every producer of new lubricant must register with APRO, in other words, with a, an organization like the Rose Foundation. Right now, we're the only one, but if there should be any other in the lubricant space, they, are, they could join that organization because the law allows for more than one PRO for a specific product. So what's changed? Firstly, is, is the fact that um, no longer is free riding. There's in, in the legislation, they talk about the free riders. So no longer can any producer of lubricant become a, continue to be a free rider. In other words, produce lubricant, sell it, but do not contribute to a PRO or the PRO activities or not, not be part of a PRO. So that's, that's changed uh, dramatically. Secondly, what's changed as well is, is the fact that the producer, in other words, the company that makes the new oil, now it, it is their responsibility to ensure that the oil that they sell to their customer, let's say to a mine or to a, a group, a workshop group, as I mentioned earlier on, they now need to know what happens with the used oil. In the past, they used to just sell the oil and forget about it. Now they can't forget about it. They need to make sure that that oil, that dirty oil, it's their responsibility to ensure that it's being disposed of in a way that is responsible. In other words, with somebody that is registered with APRO, which means a Rose Foundation in this case. So the, the producers have got a, a much more greater responsibility now with what they need to do contractually with their customers. So when they're selling oil to a customer, they need to have a, a clause in the sales agreement that says, make sure that your oil is recycled responsibly, otherwise we may not continue to sell oil to you. That, that's, that's number two. Number three is that everybody who handles that used oil, whether it's in collection or processing, has to be registered and their activities uh, accounted for by a PRO like the Rose Foundation for Oil. So those are the three main uh, changes, is that now what we used to do or what we have been doing for the last 29 years was voluntary. It's no longer voluntary. It's now compulsory. So, I mean, you've mentioned some of the consequences if any of the stakeholders in this value chain is not compliant with what is required. But are there also punitive measures um, that can be implemented if they are not? No, that's for sure. The law is very specific. We're referring here to the, um, the law that says that um, if a, um, anybody in the value chain does not do what the law says, Right, which is the extended producer responsibility regulations that were published in November 2020. Those uh, extended producer responsibility regulations are now the new law. And if you don't comply with the law, you could be jailed up to 
15 years or 15 million rands fine. So it's it's quite serious that the that the leaders of those organizations of those organizations that are not complying with the law face very serious consequences. So, I mean, if there are anybody out there who would like more information or just understand if the collectors that they work with are indeed registered, can they find more information on your website? Everything is on our website, um, including our contact details. If they if they don't find everything that they, all the answers to their questions um, that are already written, uh, written up on our website, they can contact our office line number, which is 021 Four four eight seven four nine two, but that number is also on our website, and uh, we're very much willing to help and to assist and to guide um, everybody who wants to, or who does not know what to do with their used oil. And that was Bubelian Yiba, the CEO of the Rose Foundation. Approximately 120 million liters of used oil annually generated in South Africa is available to be collected and recycled. And in terms of the current legislation, the onus lies with the lubricants industry. Next time you visit your local workshop, you can rest assured that a recycling system is in place to make sure that used oil is recycled responsibly in line with the extended producer responsibility regulations.